Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dinner Table Talks. I started this series because I realized a couple things recently. Community is a word I take very, very seriously. I want to answer the question, without each other, who are we? And so far, I don't think I've found any answer close enough to being good or worthwhile. I'm extremely grateful to have friends who love to talk. Who they are and what they have to share are things I don't want to keep for myself. In between phone calls and audio messages sent over iMessage, I believe what they have to say is deeply nourishing. And in this series, my friends and I meet to have the kinds of conversations that feed a deeper part of all of us. It's for me, it's for you, it's for us. And it's a joy to be able to share. In this first episode, I'm going to be sitting down with my friend, M for candid conversations about growing up and being each other's community. My vision was to leave these conversations as open as any conversation between us versus having an interview-like structure, like sitting down at a table for dinner. Emma and I talk about friendships, relationships, and what our dreams look like for both. She is one of the funniest people I know. Her tenderness and excitement for being alive is not only beautiful, it is wildly inspiring. Her and I connected after a mutual seasonal job last summer, and it has been a quick path to friendship and love. M is an outdoor educator, Nordic skier, and lover of life. She's also freckled like nobody else I've ever seen. So now I present M. Just a side note before we start this episode, while I have learned to figure out how to have remote conversations and record these conversations, there have been a few audio hiccups in this episode. My recording software at the end of the episode decided to give out, so you'll hear some audio quality differences there, but I'm so grateful for you and your patience as I learn how to do this. In other parts of the episode, you may hear me cut out. I've tried to edit out as much as possible to make it coherent, but due to the newness of the audio recording software I've been using, I think we're just learning how to use our wings. So again, thank you for being patient. I'm very, very excited to share this with you, and I hope you enjoy. Well, I'm glad I got to like officially sit down with you for the podcast and I guess this is the official if I don't knock my desk over the official start so we can like dive in um I don't really want it to be like super structured so we can just like have I have like a couple questions but I'm sure like it'll lead into wherever it wants to go and obviously you're an incredible person so you'll say incredible things but um yeah, I don't know if you 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 have to do like a formal introduction. Who are you? And what are you doing? Um I guess how do we know each other? You can say whatever feel feels comfortable for you. Okay. Um my name is M and currently I'm in Western Montana 
instructing alpine skiing and Nordic skiing, um, both classic and skate styles. Um, and Grace and I met this past summer at Adventure Tracks, classic, classic, um, same as Cole. Um, and yeah, um, this is my first really, season. We didn't, oh, sorry, go for it. I was just gonna say, we didn't really like, we met, but we never connected, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to um your episode with Cole and I was like thinking about how um I think like envious would be the right word, like jealous, but like without like the bitterness. Um <laughs> I was like jealous and like envious that like you and Cole got to like have so much time together um yeah. during uh like our trainings and then um the end of summer. I feel like I caught you at the end of summer and I was like, oh, this is our time. And then you were like, I really need to like not be here. And I was like, that's so fair. And also, what about me? Um, so yeah, um, the internet is like a lovely thing in my life right now. Um, I just feel like my community is so far spread out and it's like nice to both keep in touch um actively and like passively through looking at people's Instagrams and such. Um, and then also be able to form relationships that maybe got like it would have been like a missed opportunity maybe like 20 years ago when the internet wasn't as like ubiquitous, but now that everyone's all over it all the time, um, now Grace and I get to be friends. Cool thing too. I remember following you after the summer online and also seeing your adventures when you were doing your through hike during the fall or like right after summer, right? Or was it, was it right, right after? after it was right after the fall season for adventure treks. We finished up in North Carolina a lot earlier than I thought, um, just due to like lack of students, coronavirus. What else is new? Um, and that was so yeah. It was like <laughs> no, this was like this is the um part of my goal. I guess life. I don't know what whenever it'll happen, but it's to do a through hike, and I just love like I I feel the same way that I'm surrounded by a community of like really kick-ass people who do the coolest shit like the coolest stuff I'm like yeah that's Em I know her she's just you know casually like, actually so fucking rad but um okay so you I asked you like a loose topic and mm -hmm. you said um you wanted to talk about what it's like being in post-grad life in your 20s friendships and whatever that extends to um so does that still feel good like do you still want to chat about that because we can totally switch it up yeah why not um hey, I'm down I actually had a conversation with one of my coworkers about that today um one of my coworkers is like taking it's like kind of like a gap semester he's like technically studying abroad he was supposed to go to morocco or something but then like that program got canceled because like omicron or something so he was like oh why don't i just study abroad and ski instruct part-time so he like wakes up super early to do his classes on the east coast time and then like midday he'll join us and ski instruct um which I think is like you know bold um brash uh impressive not something that I would do probably but like go go him um 
and he is entering his senior year um this coming fall and he was just kind of like we were just like chatting and I was like can I give you like some like gross grandma advice of like if I could do things differently like how would I do things um and he was like all right granny like lay it on me um and um we were just talking about like the only thing that I really miss about like being in a school setting is the proximity of my community and like like the ability to like walk over to people's houses and like the um the ease of like texting someone or just like calling someone up randomly and being like oh like do you want to go backpacking at like 5 a.m tomorrow we're gonna go out for like two days and then like come back and stay up all night to like do our homework for the next week of classes um and just like the spontaneity and like the lightness that um I felt that life had and how in like my post-grad life I uh, I've been out of school for quite a few years now um (laughs) not like what many years um I think this is my third year out of school okay okay or this like finishing up this spring okay starts my third year out of school yeah um so don't ask me to do math today. <laughs> <laughs> um it's not it's not recent is what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you you exited for and you've been out for three years so the proximity of that community was important obviously yeah i um everyone that i know love and cherish pretty much all of them we've all like spread out a lot um Mm -hmm. which I feel really grateful for there's like so many cool places to visit and so many people to stay with and I think that it really like keeps me um moving and exploring new places to have people in those locations that like I want to visit who are important to me and at the same time, it, like, kind of crushes my soul a little bit to, um, A, start over with my community every time I move to a new place, and B, to just, like, not already have all of the people that I love in one place again. Um, like, it happens for brief periods of time, like, uh, in seasonal work especially, like, you develop, like, that, like, really strong sense of community when you move somewhere because you're just working with people in like high risk environments for long hours uh many many days consecutively and then um it's like a little magic spell it's like lost again when the season ends and sometimes that's just something that's like really hard for me um to deal with um because like as soon as you feel like you've got it again and it's fully developed then it's it's gone it's like not um it doesn't have any sort of permanence rending especially because it feels like you almost become family in a lot of ways just the way you get to know people I mean in obviously in school as well but um yeah in the seasonal context you you get really close really fast and under circumstances that just like if you don't like somebody then you know you just kind of have to a little bit (laughs) like um but yeah no and and having having those people leave at the end of a season or at the end of you know the school experience and be spread out is 
it feels like I don't I don't know if you feel this way, but like the identity is lost from where that place was too. But yeah, and I feel also sometimes that the relationship is really lost, yeah. like not having the same uh setting is really hard or um I think that like the hardest thing for me to deal with is like being um feeling so close to someone so fast and then it exits in the same uh quickness like you're spending like two months straight with someone 24 hours a day and like these really like ridiculous situations like you're stopping wet or like your students are being little brats or whatever um not that any of my students were ever brats um I love them all I miss you all if you're listening um (laughs) um and at the same time like when you when you exit the summer like uh someone that I got really close with this summer who I also like still consider myself really close with um the communication is just so hard because you don't establish a way to communicate long distance when you're with someone 24 7 it's that very like easy um you hop out of your tent and they're like right there or they're just already in your tent with you um and it's like so easy to have those conversations and you're just like uh, already flung into um you have to trust each other like you already have like this assumed like more intense relationship simply because of the line of work you're in and then all of a sudden like I'm in Montana and like maybe this person is uh I don't know like two or three states over and the relationship just like isn't the same and it that's that's a hard thing as well to still feel really close to someone but um, never be able to get the relationship back to that point Um, yeah I feel like a lot of these relationships like tend to stick to only in person um and sometimes that's really difficult to to deal with like the change of the relationship Um, but I'm also like not very good with change either Um, you probably wouldn't think that because I I work like three months and then I I move but I think that's just because I'm itchy and anxious yeah oh I I feel I feel that really deeply I you also said something that's like the connection that happens so fast and you get so you know I don't know I that happens on my end I know it's happened with like a lot of other people too, but I feel like it happens a lot um, in my world as well. And it's hard. It's hard because then, then you let, I guess the pact of the situation run its course. And, you know, at the end of the season, at the end of whenever the work is, then feels like it, I don't know, falls through a little bit. And, I just love feeling close to people. And I like if I had a choice, <laughs> like I'd put everybody that I knew in seasonal work in one big house and, you know, just like let it be the community that is so, it's so unique. It's almost like you can't describe the, the kind of closeness that you get to people. Um, I wish, I wish that, that in my little heart, I just want a big house full of everybody that I've met through seasonal work. Um, but my my parents like asked me a couple weeks ago they were like when we die and like like not like if we die soon they were just like when we die (laughs) probably soon um I don't know why they're like 
my dad especially is like i'm gonna die in the next five years he's convinced of it don't know why um he keeps not dying um i don't know um he's like very healthy um he has emphysema which i think is like getting him down but he's been living with it for a very long time now i'm not really i'm not really sure what his deal is um regardless uh they asked me the other day they were like when we die um like you'll inherit like you know some money some assets whatever um what are you gonna do with it and i was like oh i'll probably split it with my brother and they were like great but like after you split it with your brother like that's so nice of you whatever stop being a good child um (laughs) and i was like yeah i'll probably just like i don't know buy a house and like let all my friends live with me and we can like go backpacking and like paddling and climbing and nordic skiing like whenever we want to um and i'll just let everyone live in this like big beautiful house with me for free and like if people want to work great but if not like we both we like all take turns like working a little bit to like buy groceries and like pay utilities and yeah i hope i hope that house happens though because that's the dream just to well i hope i hope my folks don't die soon i kind of like them well yes maybe (laughs) that maybe the house could happen without my folks dying like prematurely (laughs) i'll buy a house i'll just buy a house don't worry about it i don't want your i don't want your parents to die for this to happen i'll buy it first (laughs) but oh yeah no i I think friendship um, right now feels very different than I've ever had to experience before. And it's because of that partially. But what has changed for you about friendships and what does that feel like now versus how it's felt in the past? Mm, That's a really good question. Um, I have a really good friend. who is polyamorous and we have been talking a lot about um our feelings both like romantic and non-romantic in that gray area and levels of friendship um and not just my conversations with this friend but also like my own uh Like, looking into myself and figuring out what I actually want from friendships, um, I feel like there's such a beautiful spectrum of friendships that people don't really talk about that often. Um, I've been, like, very frustrated in the past and, like, not really had um, an idea of, like, where it's coming from or the words to describe it, but I've had, like, a huge frustration with, um, like, the glorification of romantic relationships and, like, the obsession that like our society has with them um both like the desire to have one and then if like you do have one um I feel like there's a certain fixation of people in your life to like constantly ask you to um define it to talk about it like there's like DTR like define the relationship or determine the relationship whichever one you want to use um and uh both like in a romantic relationship that I was in um I felt a lot of pressure to like put labels on things or to like explain to people like what that meant to me um and me and this friend were talking recently about how like 
no one really asks you to do that of friendships and it's quite yeah it's quite frustrating because like there are even like more shades of friendships like there are um there are so many people in my life who are simply like acquaintances or like barely passing ships in the night but we've like run into each other and like the word friend doesn't encompass all of the things that I want to describe like I feel like someone who is either like learning a new language and I'm like oh I want to like describe something as being this way but I only have like this one word to say it and I hope that like everyone understands like what I meant by it um like there's all of these like words to describe something that like might be kind of soft but like I only know the word soft so um, like I only know the word friend really so that's all I can say about it with um without you know spinning several paragraphs for it which not everyone has the patience or desire to listen to and um especially in talking to um, my friend um that I've mentioned we've just had so many great conversations about like how friendships can include like different levels of affection that some people only reserve for like a romantic partner um and like how I personally like want a lot of my friendships to like encompass like so many degrees of um what I think some people do only reserve for partnership like um I I do love to be physical physically affectionate with Mm -hmm. my friends like I do love those cuddle puddles you're talking about and like long hugs and like having someone to like play with your hair or like scratch your back and then like these um I like to think about them as like house chores like I feel like a lot of people are like oh like my spouse or my Mm -hmm. romantic partner is gonna like come to like the hardware store and like is gonna help me pick out like I don't know let's just say a new doorknob and that feels like a chore that's like reserved for like either you alone or like you and a romantic partner and like I want my friends to come along with me and like help me with those little things like I have to go to the gynecologist soon and I like asked one of my friends I was like will you come with me and hold my hand like I'm really freaking nervous um and I (laughs) want all of my friends to like partner in life with me and like whatever degree they're interested in and like in whatever degree they naturally fit into Mm -hmm. my life like some of my friends fit into my life really well to like go to the grocery store with and like some of my friends like I would never I would never go to the grocery <laughs> with like there's just no they're they're not like patient enough with me when I'm like I don't know do I want like the Fuji apples or do I want the honey crisp and they're like just pick an apple and put it in the cart and I'm like that's, that's not, not the person all right I think my friendships have sorry. no 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 <laughs> I think that my I think that my friendships have not necessarily like changed in that way, but mm-hmm. my um, awareness of like what I want my friendships to look like. And um, I guess my, my intentions going into friendship feel much more clear than they used to. Um, yeah. I think I used to think that like, Oh, I'm just like really good friends with these people. And like, there are certain boundaries that I can't cross. Cause like those are reserved for like, um like only romantic relationships or like I grew up 
um, in like a pretty strict religion. So like a lot of things um, growing up were like reserved for like only marriage or like only between families. Um, also growing up like super. What religion did you grow up in, if you don't mind me asking? Um, We started Catholic, um, you know, traditional Irish. And then um, my parents transitioned to more of like a modern Baptist Christianity. Not Southern Baptist, though. There's like a big Mm -hmm. distinction between like American Northern uh, Baptists and like Southern Baptists. Like uh, they had like an electric drum kit at my church. Um, Cool. I don't know. It was like really weird. Um. <laughs> Sorry to derail you. I just wanted to know because I grew up in a I grew up in a religious background as well that I departed from. But it's always interesting to see the spiritual background of people and how that influences. It always connects their relationships, like and the way that they view friendship and family and stuff. So it's cool that you said that. But anyway, continue. Yeah, it's like kind of interesting to think about like just like whatever was like pushed into my brain like at a young age like this whole like brothers and sisters in christ thing and like Mm -hmm. i grew up to like maybe not have brothers and sisters in christ but i have like so many other siblings in like other ways that um yeah but just like uh uh my family is very irish we like don't really talk about like feelings Mm -hmm. or emotions and like in my um adult life that i'm like creating for myself like i I want that and um it's interesting to like grow in that and then talk to like my parents and be like oh I'm like feeling this emotion or like when you do this it makes me feel this sort of way and I don't like it um and both like the pushback that I receive for that but then also like sometimes like the surprise understanding that I mm-hmm. receive um things that I say uh and then also to see like how um it's impacted my brother who is like raised pretty similar to me we're close in age he's my best friend I love him um and it's like very interesting to like we talk on the phone pretty regularly and I get to see him um like at least once or twice a year in person um but it's interesting to like speak on the phone with him and uh like talk over like all of these not like necessarily life realizations but like oh, like, the other day I was, like, feeling very anxious, like, because of mm-hmm. this thing, and sometimes my brother will, like, challenge me and be like, are oh, why are you feeling anxious? Like, are you an anxious wow. person? And I'm like, oh, I I think that I am. Like, I've always been really anxious, and I haven't really had, like, a safe place, or it hasn't felt safe for me to, like, express that or feel that way, or, like, um, I don't know. My brother was, like, saying the other day, he was like, I know you're younger than me, And technically, you have, like, fewer years on this earth, but, like, it always kind of surprises me how much advice you have to give me about, like, my relationships with people. Mm. Um, And I think part of that is because I've been trying to be really intentional in my relationships. Um, I gotta be honest, I don't know if I'm doing that well with them this winter. Um, I feel very, like, lost in a lot of my friendships currently. Mm. I... I... I have a couple of thoughts. Can I share? I don't want to like interrupt your train of thought, but is it okay if I share? Um, I think the most beautiful relationships ever are friendships. 
And the, the level of expectations that we, like so many cultural ones that we have of what a partner is supposed to be and supposed to look like is friendship. And there, I think you, you were talking about how there are so many ways to like define a relationship within the romantic context and all of this. And there's, there's none of that expectation or a lot less of it, a lot, a much, much different expectation of that within friendships and I think that's one of the reasons why it feels like there's so many good possibilities for friendship and that it feels so fulfilling sometimes. Um, but also when the feeling is like most strong <laughs> in our language, we have such limited language for deep feeling. Like love is just a very, like very, very short word has a lot of definitions and kind of, yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Like, you know, in our deepest feeling, we have the most limited language. And I and I go back to that. I felt like that so strongly when you were saying just I go back to that in friendship so often about how like I want to feel so deeply loved without expectation and friendship and how that's able to happen. Because in my mind, for whatever reason, it's not romance. It's just love. Um, and and that is, uh, it's interesting to me how those expectations of going to the grocery store with one person for the rest of your life um, shows up in like partnerships. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like just just have friends and people and, and loves in your life that you're able to do that with that work. And that's that's what friendship is. But um, yeah, I don't know. So why, why do you feel lost in your friendships? Hmm. Um. I feel that my life is somehow like the most stable it's been mm-hmm. in a long time. And I I think that part of me like doesn't know what to do with that. I think that I've like grown accustomed to having so much like unexpected not necessarily positive surprises like oh no this went wrong or like I planned to do this and instead this happened that I didn't want to happen um and so I think like a small part of me is like oh like why are things so calm like this feels really strange um and I think that like in that my anxiety has like surfaced Mm. um a lot more like I'm no longer in any sort of like I don't like this term but like survival mode um like I'm not I'm not feeling unsafe very often um I feel like not so much you know this week or the last few weeks but um generally like this winter I felt like pretty safe and like comfortable um and so I think like a lot of things are surfacing that like haven't surfaced in a while because I have been like so uprooted and like things have been so uncertain um I feel that um I'm forgetting how to connect to people when I don't live with them um sometimes uh, like some people yeah some people that I lived with this summer and this past fall live in the same location and a lot of them like live in a house together or like several houses like several people live together and I don't live in one of those houses um 
and like no hard feelings obviously like I don't feel any sort of way about it really but I do feel like my um relationship to them isn't quite as close as it was when we did live together kind of going back to that thing of like we work these seasonal jobs in the summer and then as soon as we leave them sometimes the friendship changes drastically um And I don't feel like the friendship has changed drastically with like anyone who lives kind of nearby, but the friendship is different now. Um, And I don't really feel any sort of way about that, but it does make me feel sort of lost. Um, Also, I did share with you like a couple weeks ago, I like kind of had like a tiff with someone at work. (laughs) So, yeah. A tussle. A little tussle. I'll just be honest with your audience. I said something unkind about someone at work to someone, um, like another coworker, and uh, somehow, like, little rumor mill started, game of telephone, and it, like, got back to them in a way that was, like, not what I said, um, and they, like, confronted me about it, and I was like, wow, like, I am really sorry, like, this is what I said, and that was unkind and like what you heard was like not what I said um or like the whole like this part is true but I didn't say that and regardless like I um am sorry for like all of the hurt and the turmoil that it's caused you um and this person at work was like really kind on the phone and they were like I'm just really confused and I was like yeah I'm sorry like this really isn't like me and also that's not an excuse like shouldn't have done it um you know it's like not kind to speak unkind words about someone else everyone knows that they teach you that in like kindergarten um and now um the person that I was talking to um they like wanted to move forward and like try to be kind of like you know just friendly and um in actuality i don't think that's something that they want um my work environment has been a little hostile lately i was gonna ask you Um, about that and see if you wanted to i mean obviously in private talk about it but like i appreciate like your vulnerability talking about it here too and like that stressed you out so much that was it's it's still stressful (laughs) it's continuing to stress me out um it feels um I feel like caught between this like I feel like it's really it was unfair of them to like say that they wanted to move forward and be friendly and like now they have like changed their mind and um they're like not okay with the situation and they're not okay with me which I I think it's really easy to say um when it's like not the situation um it's like a hypothetical but i feel that i would have been okay if they um when we were chatting on the phone and like i had said i was sorry like if they had decided to not forgive me and they had said that like they didn't want contact with me anymore or like they didn't want to be friendly with me at work um I think that that would have been an easier pill to swallow moving forward with like the behavior that i'm receiving from them um and like the discomfort that i feel at work versus like someone who like maybe isn't as aware of like their capacity um emotionally to now like have someone who's like oh like we can be cool moving forward um and like things are very much not cool yeah um 
I would have preferred that they had been like, yeah, like this really hurts and I don't want to be your friend and I like don't want to talk to you. Um, that would have like sucked for a couple of days, I think. And then I think I would have been able to be like, okay, like I understand the boundaries. Like I understand like that they don't want to be around me. I understand that I like messed up and there's nothing I can do to change that. And like I can respect what they want moving forward. Um, and mostly now I just feel like very tense and confused about like they said that they want to be friendly but it like really doesn't feel like that Mm -hmm. so like how am I supposed to interact with this person now how am I supposed to interact with people that they're really good friends with because they probably aren't the biggest fan of me either Mm -hmm. just like based on this whole situation like at this point it really doesn't even matter like what I said or what I didn't say it matters that like someone else is upset and that like whether my words were like repeated verbatim or whether my words were like turned into something else like I don't know that's like a lot of that responsibility is still on me um yeah yeah and I guess I feel like very lost in like how to move forward from that I've never really had a situation like that um in my adult life I think the last time I got into a situation like this, I was like in eighth grade or something. Um, so it feels like very, uh, you know, unfamiliar. I don't feel like there are a lot of people around me who are like, oh, I have something similar that I could like offer you comfort or like advice or like anything like that. I don't know. It feels very strange. Um, yeah. And when you, when you deal and- with adults in that way too, it's kind of, it's different because in eighth grade, you're not you know the age of accountability or emotional maturity or any anywhere close to you know where you're at right now and it's also hard too when one thing is communicated and another thing is done and this is where in proximity to who you are at in the workplace like that's I don't know and and people are important to you as well like deeply important to you so even like your small interactions. I just like, I know that, I know that about you as little as I know about you, but the one of the things I know about you is that tiny interactions with people are really important. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Um, so that's something that's going on in like my work life that I like feel very lost yeah. in. Um, yeah, I do feel like, a little lucky that like the season is like winding down and like soon I will be like out of this like uncomfortable situation naturally Mm um hard it's hard I also I also know too like when you're having stuff surface in a place of comfort like you are right now and stability where you've been in a place and that you feel I guess your body maybe nervous system whatever processing all of this stuff that that might be a lot too just a lot (laughs) yeah yeah I feel like it happens to me a lot Mm -hmm. um in this line of work because I'm like working with this is my first time working with toddlers um and I thought I was gonna hate them but they bring me so much joy that I literally want to cry like I had these like two or three toddlers for like six weeks And I thought at the end of the six weeks, I was just, like, never going to see them again. And so I was, like, talking um, to uh, someone at the time. And I just was, like, 
this is my last week with my little babies and I just like started like sobbing and they were like what are you talking about and I was like my kids like I'm never gonna see them again and they were like there are three-year-olds that you see like once a week and I was like but I like genuinely love them um and then turns out I have like this other six-week session and like two of them are back um and life is good again um for you know the next however many weeks and then I'll lose it again but um yeah I find that like working with these little kids they like say like such silly things they have so few filters and they also know so little and they know so much at the same time that like working with them just like absolutely removes my filter like I'll be working with these kids and I don't talk to anyone for like over an hour except for like three or four or three-year-olds um we're like doing silly things they're like absolutely defeating me in like a snowball fight or they're like hiding behind like a translucent flag and I can like see them but I have to like pretend that I can't and then I'm like walking around screaming like oh my gosh what are your parents gonna think what if I they come to pick you up and you're gone um and you know eventually they come out and they're like giggling and they're like haha I fooled you whatever um I don't know or like we just like do all of these like silly things and I like as an adult I'm dressed in like this bright like head to toe bright red snowsuit there's like a million other instructors around me there's like parents watching there's like random guests all around and like I am in my own little bubble with my toddlers and like nothing else matters except like making them the most joyous humans on the planet and like when they're happy like I am so happy and like life is kind of simple and then an instructor will come up to me and like say something to them and I like respond to them as if they're like a three-year-old I'm like oh yeah like we all have to pee like right now like we gotta go sorry we have places to be um and like I feel like sometimes instructors will come up to me and they're like oh my gosh like why would you say that like we're in a professional setting and I'm like because I'm with three-year-olds all the time like I can't switch between the two worlds that fast like I'm in three-year-old world right now. Like, all that matters is, like, eating snow off the ground and making sure there aren't rocks in it. And, like, all that matters is, like, making sure that, like, I get as much, like, gravity and slope behind me rolling down this hill as possible so I can roll really fast. Um, I don't know. Like, that's all that matters. And then I have to, like, talk to an instructor who, like, has, like, bills to pay and, like, their brain is, like, somewhere else and, like, they're worried about, like, what their employer thinks about them and, like, professionalism and, like, all of these things that, like, I don't know. I hate to be, like, oh, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, none of these things matter because I'm talking to a three-year-old to, like, know what real life is about. But, like, I do feel, like, they do know what real life is about and it's, like, this simplicity of, like, I don't know, someone like pulled someone else's vest and then I say, oh, like, was that a kind thing to do? And they're like, no, that wasn't. And then they're like, I'm really sorry. Like, I didn't mean to do that. I won't do that again. I didn't know that it wasn't a kind thing to do. And then we like move on with our lives and like these very like simplistic interactions of like, oh, I'm really thirsty. And I'm like, oh, hey, I have a solution. Here's a cup of water. Um, Or like they spill something on their clothes. And I'm like, don't worry. Like I have like a little rag right here. I'll clean it up. And I feel like that's a really beautiful thing. And like transitioning out of that world is becoming increasingly like more and more difficult for me. Well, it sounds like you move from a world of freedom to a world of not freedom. Like it, I, 
that joy is just so hard to move on from. I don't blame you. <laughs> like, you know, uh, I, yeah, I want, I want people to be more like three-year-olds and four-year-olds on the slopes. I think people are. And what is like the hard thing for people is to, when they get rejected from that joy, and at whatever age that happened, and then it happens again, and it's just like, you know, that continual hurt gets brought up, and then people forget that. But I think it's such a special thing to be able to bubble, be in the joy bubble. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so yeah. cool. I wish. I want to hang out with three-year-olds all day. <laughs> it's like a beautiful and horrible place to be. Like, I, I honestly, okay, secret between you and me, but also like secret for your podcast okay. listeners. Um, I feel really badly for all the other instructors who have to deal with three-year-olds because they all seem like they hate it. I don't know what it is. They all seem like they hate it. Like, we have these three-year-olds for, like, half a day. We have them for, like, not even three hours. And, like, I, again, like, I'm in tears of, like, joy, like, when they leave. Like, they leave and I'm like, yeah. I'll see you next week. I can't wait. And I mean it. Like, I literally cannot wait, like, until I get to see them again. Like, Saturday mornings are the best time of my winter so far. Um, and I have lunch off with some other instructors who teach, like, the little we call them ski leaves. Oh. They're adorable. Uh, they wear these cute little like orange vests or sorry, they're green vests with like blue handles on the back. And sometimes I just like pick them up and like carry them around and they like wiggle their little legs. Um, like, have you ever seen like a dog and like one of those little like dog vests and you pick them up and they try to like oh. run kids do it too. Um, it's adorable. Yeah. I love it. Um, and you know, it's a little dangerous cause they have those like heavy clunky boots and sometimes they kick you in the shins, but like you can't be mad at them. What are you going to be mad at them for? Yeah. Um, but I feel so badly for the other instructors because, like, they come to lunch and they're like, ugh, like, I know it's only, like, a half day of work, but I feel like that should be, like, the end of the day. Like, can we go home and have a beer now? Like, oh, my gosh, I'm so exhausted. That was so tiring. And I'm like, you have this, like, beautiful, rare opportunity to, like, revert and, like, once again, like, join this, like, beautiful childlike lightness of life like yep. our life is so joy and light filled when we're with these tiny babies and like you know sometimes they cry and sometimes they cry for like three hours mm -hmm. straight and also it is like the least emotion filled cry ever like it's going to be the most gentle cry that you ever experience other than like maybe an infant like infants are crying because like you know they're hungry or like they have gas or i don't know infants cry for things that i don't understand um i don't think anyone really understands but <laughs> you know a three-year-old is crying because they're like i miss this person from home like i miss whoever brought me here and like i miss that comfort and like you have this beautiful opportunity to like create this comfortable safe space for them as well and like i don't know if like i am just like short and I yeah, you are like short. Yes. <laughs> yes. Answer yes. But like <laughs> maybe I'm like short and I'm like closer to the kids. So they're like, ah, what of us? I don't know. That's not true though, because I'm, you know, they're three and I'm I'm 24. Like they're uh, there's 
I could be short and small and there's just no way like there's a size difference um <laughs> but I don't know if because I'm like closer to the ground they feel more comfortable with me that's a theory yeah. I have no supporting evidence <laughs> of course um, I have a bachelor's of science ignore it um just just a th- small theory I have um <laughs> I don't know why. Um, also, we get together every morning and I say, all right, everyone, remind me what your favorite color is. And then we get to share what we had for breakfast. Um, I have no idea what they ate for breakfast. They don't remember what they ate for breakfast. Um, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast. Sometimes I lie. Sometimes I lie and say that I had a really fun breakfast. And they're like, oh, I wish I had that. And I'm like, I wish I had that because I didn't. <laughs> um yeah but it just like it really bums me out and i feel sorry for the other instructors who are like these three-year-olds not it for me like i came here to ski instruct and i came here to ski and like these three-year-olds like can't even stand up on skis and i was like again though like even aside from like getting to be part of like this three-year-old like safe happy joyous bubble we get to be part of like a huge turning point in a human's life like there's like a massive possibility that like any one of these kids, if not all of these kids are going to like grow up and like love this sport. And we get to like be part of either like some like conscious, I don't want to say grooming. It's not grooming. Uh, conscious, like uh, uh, help me with the word. Teaching, mm-hmm. like forging, shaping. Yeah. Maybe like a forging, like a conscious forging of a love. Yeah possibly a lifelong love or some subconscious like instilling just like positive memories of like being outside in the winter which like so many people don't have the privilege of doing whether like financially or like accessibility or like whoever's like raising them at home like doesn't have the knowledge or the desire to go out with them and like you know three-year-olds can't really go out by themselves or they shouldn't (laughs) um And, like, I have these kids who, like, have boots and they have skis on their feet and they have, like, warm clothing and they have me and I get to hang out with them. And, like, their their folks, like, bring them in every single week and I get to hang out with them every single week and we get to do stuff on snow. Whether it's skiing or, you know, they tackle me in the snow and I say, oh, no, you can't. Or we have, like, these weird little animals that they sled down and I always, like... I have this lifty that's like always on the magic carpet with me and I always convince him to like go down with the kids because I don't want to. <laughs> so one thing I like won't do for them. I'm like, I can't ride it down with you. But I, you know, every every week I convince the lifty to. Um, he's really nice though, so he he wouldn't say no to anyone, I don't think. But you know Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Lifty. Thank you, favorite Lifty. I just don't think that there is anything like more beautifully human like holy and beautifully human than being under the age of like six five maybe oh my gosh yeah they really are. really like that is who i want to be is i want to be a three-year-old in the way that they like express and like and i think that they see that that you know um you might be short so that might be like the theory i just like <laughs> there's a there's a level of uh like oh cool she gets it yeah cool <laughs> like yeah ah, special. Um, so i think cool. that i know that like maybe i wouldn't call that a friendship because like i'm at work and like you know there are boundaries and whatnot um and also i feel that that's the um relationship right now that i feel the most confident in 
is like my relationship to these students. Like I know exactly what my role is. I know exactly like, I don't know. I don't feel like there is a situation that they could throw at me that I'm not like prepared or capable to deal with. And I know that like every single week I have with them is going to be like challenging and rewarding and like filled with joy. And I'm going to leave with my little love tanks like a lot more full than when I got there. Um, And that brings me like a lot of emotional stability. And if that's like the biggest thing I get out of the season, then I feel good about having made the choice to come Mm -hmm. here. And I feel like that's a lot of like stock to put into like a couple three-year-olds. But you've already got return on investment. Like I, I would totally agree with you. However, it's just like you already feel that in copious amounts. Like it's not even like, Oh, like I felt that a little bit. Like you, you cry, you, you've, you are overflowing with this love. And I think that is like so telling. I mean, it's not really that hard to get me to cry, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm trying to remember the last time I cried over like a student. Um, I definitely cried in Alaska. Cause that was a hard trip. Um, uh, yeah, but um, oh, I cried. Grace, I got to share this with you. I had this um, wonderful student in Washington and they were just telling me about how like one of their siblings is Mm non-binary and like in talking about their sibling, they use the wrong pronouns fairly frequently and also like consistently corrected themselves Mm -hmm. without like any sort of outside input. Um, And also like I don't know and like speaking with them I was like oh like if we're messing up this much it feels like maybe we're like not that close to our siblings and then I'm also like well that's not my place to judge or like assess that like I don't know their relationship to their sibling and we're like on the Olympic Peninsula massively heavy packs I'm soloing a backpack because we didn't have enough instructors so it's like me and like eight tweens teens and I look like one of them because they're all tall and whatever like you see a picture of us and you're like who's the instructor and i'm like oh it's me um, i mean i feel like the only reason you can tell is because i have a nose ring like i don't know but like all of our nails are painted like a hot pink because i had us like throw a birthday party for a stuffed cat toy sloth oh on a beach i don't know outdoor, it was weird. I, like, outdoor education things outdoor education uh, I packed in like an entire pound cake with like horrible strawberry frosting, and all my kids were like, "We hate this frosting. Why did you bring it in?" And I was like, "Could you just say thank you?" Um, but we're like climbing up this like overland crossing because we couldn't make the tidal crossing, or like it, we there was no tidal crossing or whatever. I don't know. I'm like sweating with like a massive pack that's like bigger than me. I can fit in my pack. Um, in case you didn't know. Uh, ask me to try it on for you sometime. A little fashion oh show. Um, I have pictures of one of my students in it from the summer. I'll send it to you. It's <gasps> very Vogue. Um, it's very camp, actually. Oh, 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 oh. Um, I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> Oh, no. Um, yeah, but we're like... <laughs> 
<laughs> we're like dragging our bodies um up this overland crossing after like being in the rain for like many many days and like having lots of things go wrong um and i'm the only adult there to like remediate things and like fix things and it's a lot of like stress and pressure and this student is like six five he's like a massive human um he's like 15 years old um and I don't know what's up with all these like 15 year olds that are like six, five. I had like at least two of them this summer. It was crazy. Um, we're like hauling our bodies up and over this like rocky cliff. And he's like, had the worst attitude this entire trip. He's like, I hate it here. Like I miss my bed and my bed's not even comfortable. Like I don't want to go hiking anymore. I hate backpacking. Like terrible, terrible attitude. Like, Ah, oh, this isn't even nice sand. Like it's not white sand. It's like wet and horrible. And there's like seagull poop everywhere and like just everything that you could complain about, he's complaining about. Um, and then we're like doing this overland crossing. I'm like after him um on the ropes, and he's like telling me about his sibling and how um they have like this crazy mohawk or something, and they're like constantly dying at different colors. And I was like, Oh, that's like pretty cool. Like, I don't think I want a mohawk, but like I love that your siblings like expressing themselves. Um, and then my student was like telling me about how in their free time, like this 15 year old in his free time, he is like learning how to cut hair professionally so that he can help like other non-binary teens get like gender affirming oh. haircuts. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm tearing. Oh my God. <laughs> that just, and, like, oh, this is a student who like this entire trip has been like, I want to go home. I don't want to be here. Like is constantly like misgendering like other students and like using the wrong pronouns for people and like, like correcting of course, but like with a lot of like impatience on um, themselves, like they're impatient with themselves and their mistakes. And they're like, telling me in like many many conversations um that like they just like don't get it like they don't understand like queerness or like um they don't understand like the gender spectrum um and you know like i don't always have like the words or the understanding for it either and i also like respect it and like accept people as they are to the best of my ability um and i'm continuing to grow in that um and it just you know it, it really it really models for me like what people are capable of people who don't like understand or necessarily have the drive to understand like it brings me a lot of hope like for my parents and like of people um of older generations to like have the same attitudes of like the student of like a like i don't get it i don't understand i'm impatient i don't understand like why people have to be different why they have to be like difficult um i put that in quotes because people can't see that um uh and you can also like try in the way that you know best like my mm -hmm. student like couldn't get the pronouns but like my student can put his time into learning how to cut hair so that people feel more comfortable in themselves and like the whole time that he's telling me about this it's so much time that he's spending to learn this skill for people that he still is saying i don't get it i don't get it um and he's still showing up. Um, I know that that's not really like part of what our conversation was about at all. And I just, I don't know. I haven't shared that in a while. I thought that I haven't shared that nearly as much as I should have. Um, and I thought that you'd want to hear that.
okay. on that same trip, a kid told me that our brains wouldn't fit in our skulls if they weren't wrinkly. And that's not related, but I thought that was important as well. Some of the like unsolicited shit comes out of students' mouths and you're like, yeah, cool. Okay. Um, I asked my students on the lift the other day. I had like these two kids, like one of them spoke like six languages and the other one was like telling me all about like their fancy private school. And another one was like, oh, when I was in Japan, oh, when I was in China, like, you know, like all these things that I was like, oh my gosh, we're, how are we humans living on the same planet? Like your life is so, so different than mine. And you're only like 12. Um, Also kids who were like a foot taller than me, um, at least. yeah their skis were like longer than mine and i was like whatever um (laughs) um i had like they were saying something about climate change and i said what if it all ended tomorrow what if the world is just over and um one of my students turned and looked at me and they had said well you know i guess i never have to learn how to do my taxes then um and the student on my right turned and looked at me and said you know God has a plan. And also, we'll just invent another vaccine, so it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I spoke for a while after that. Um, I think I just let them. They, uh, I, oh, no, you know what it was? Um, The student who was like, oh, I don't have to learn how to do my taxes now. Like, thank goodness that responsibility is over. Um, he immediately jumped into asking me if I knew, um, like, how woodwind instruments work and their anatomy totally yeah i do and then he told me about how you have to like drain woodwind instruments i didn't know anything about that um but these two kids were telling me about it and i was like wait you're draining your spit and they were like no no no, it's not your spit it's condensation i was like that sounds like your spit um and then it was like me again like a 24 year old with like kids half my age but like so much taller than me like being like no it's not gross i swear it's not my spit and i was like it's your spit that's so gross um yeah i wish i wish that i could record all the conversations i have with students and send them to you because the conversations we have on the lifts are probably the only reason i'm still at this job (laughs) yeah um i'm sorry well hold on first first thought Mm. i wanted to say Thank you for sharing that story with me because I feel um, very strongly that that is real love. I'm getting teary thinking about that. Of um, Not fully understanding, but showing up for somebody. And that is just refreshing. Um, more than that, though, it's like it's healing to hear that like a gift. Um, secondly, I wanted to ask you, um, as we wrap up, what does your most joyful self look and feel like? And what is your favorite part about yourself right now? Oh, those are tough ones, Grace. Um, hmm. I feel like it's hard right now because I don't feel like myself at all and I certainly don't feel like a joyful version of myself mm-hmm. um I do feel like the most joyful version of me is outside um probably overworked overtired um 
Yeah. Um, I feel stuck between uh like my first the first thing that popped in my brain when you asked me that was uh it wasn't even like our last night of our trip in Alaska. It was just like a random night. Um and I wasn't even participating. I was just like an onlooker watching my students just be like silly these are like my teens like they're like 17 and 18 so they're like so hyper aware at this age um especially the ones that I had this summer I've never like met a set of um humans that were like so concerned about how they were perceived by their peers um and yeah, some of my students were, like, teaching some of my other students, like, some, like, Jewish dance. Um, and it was in, like, this weird car park on, like, a bay in Alaska <laughs> on the other side of, like, this super long tunnel that I, like, almost hyperventilated in the day before. Um, and I was just, like, watching my students, like, be, like, young and free and light and mm -hmm. the sun never sets and we let them stay up way too late and we like sent them like slowly to their beds and I got to like watch a pseudo sunset like over the bay um over the ocean basically um by myself um yeah I felt like I was able to let go of things that were hard in that moment and like embrace the the easiness and joy of like watching people be exactly how they are um and feeling like there was no expectation for me to be any sort of way mm -hmm. in that moment as well um the second thing that pops into my mind was being on trail this past fall by myself and Oh my gosh, I pulled so many ridiculous, like, silly long days, like, for no reason. Um, conditions were, like, really not ideal. Um, <laughs> I didn't get as far um, along this trail as I had planned and had hoped. And also, it's probably, like, one of the happiest I've been in mm. a really long time to, like, be by myself at exactly my own pace. Like, no expectation from other people. The only expectation is from me. And I determine, like, where I sleep tonight, and I get to choose, like, what I'm going to eat for lunch. I mean, it's got to be something that's in my backpack, but um, there's, like, no judgment of nutrition. There's no judgment of timing. There's no expectation to text anyone back or give anyone a call or to answer any emails. There's There's no work. There's just me and my legs and my little eyeballs looking out at trees or looking down at mud and roots and it's a very simple you take one foot and you put it in front of the other and there's no one depending on you but you and you meaning me I take myself wherever I need to go and I stop when I need to stop and I run when I need to run and sometimes I fall down but I pick myself up again and yeah it's a very like just like the most at peace I've been with myself in a long time, like to be alone with myself for so many days and to not even feel the need to have anyone else to like talk to you or to see or to encourage me. Like all of, I just felt so self-sustained. Um, mm. Me just, just me was enough. Which is a freeing feeling. 
just like freedom, total freedom. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. Well, well, stinky, stinky me. <laughs> Listen to my silly little podcast. No, I, I like can't really convey it, but I just feel one extreme and very, very deep gratitude for you sharing that. Cause I think when we're in our most joyful, we're also in our most vulnerable and that those kind of like, those are weird. Cause we like, we'll take those moments and scatter them all over. At least I do sometimes, but, um, okay. What is your favorite part about yourself though? Mm. Um, physically I've been really into my freckles lately. Yeah, uh, the front-facing camera on my phone does this weird grainy thing that, like, really makes them pop. I saw that, that you posted that, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't I look like a whole different person? Like, yeah. (laughs) Actually, yeah. I love it. I love them, though. Like, they're magical. Like, it's so beautiful. Oh, my God. Yeah, um... And something that I have been loving that I'm adding to my lately life lately is like some, some eye makeup, and okay. I try to put on a new pair of earrings every day. Mm. Um, which I've had like a lot of people be like, mm, "That's really extra." Someone told me that today. They were like, "Why'd you put on glitter for work?" And I was like, "Cause I can." I don't know, cause it's a it's my decision to make every morning when I wake up. I don't yeah. know. Why did you? Decide to be bitter to me today. Yeah, why don't you, you put glitter on? You kind of seem like you need it. I think they were jealous. <laughs> no, for know. real, actually, though. <laughs> um, something that I have been really appreciating about myself, um, like, in my personality is um, my ability to, like, be calm and understanding and... Maybe not, like, maybe not necessarily forgiving, but a a sort of having the capacity to, like, see where someone is coming from and understand where I'm coming from, like, this self-awareness that I have and see whether they can fit together moving forward or whether they can't um I guess I'm I'm grateful for my my self-awareness and for my empathy I feel like I've been really patient lately in a lot of situations both like with my students and with other people and things that normally or like in the past would have made me like really aggravated or frustrated um those things don't seem as big right now um I feel like I'm stopping to see or wonder where other people are coming from before I'm allowing myself to be upset by things Mm -hmm. um or I let myself be upset and then I like stop myself and I'm like hey wait let's slow down um and I like try to try to put myself like near someone else's shoes because obviously I can't wear them Mm -hmm. um but you know, uh, starting my conflict resolution with, like, was there something that, like, I could have done differently or, like, what was going on in your brain when this was happening or, like, how did you see this rather than, like, just being, like, I was really hurt when you did this because, like. Yeah, having the, the defensiveness, the defensiveness of 
trying to not be vulnerable in that conflict. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's beautiful. Sometimes very easy to do with students and really difficult to do in the personal life. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to give a public shout out to M. Thank you so much for coming on the episode and being willing to be open and vulnerable, but also be you and have that conversation with me that is open to a public audience. It's awesome. Um, I love you and I hope to call you next week so we can catch up on our life and have our little fun phone talks. I also wanted to say thank you to everybody who listened to today's episode. As I was going through and editing this, I felt a lot of anxiety around my responses and the way that I interact with the people I love the most is really important to me. I feel like I often catch myself overanalyzing that. So publishing this episode is a super tender point for me, super vulnerable. Um, But I'm grateful that I have a net of people who matter and who share their opinion with love. And yeah, I'm grateful for you. Thank you. Last thought, just wanted to share that For Us is recorded and edited on Ute People's Land. Thank you so much for listening, and I can't wait to have you listen in next time. I love you, and as always, live boldly. Gee.